Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 25 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Brian and Philippe from the Average Geeks Show. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. Good, man. Good. How's it going? It's going really well. It's going really well. It's a, a nice, warm, sunny day in Palm Springs. It's about the same here in San Diego. Yep, yep. That's good. You guys usually get the, the overcasts, so you're actually getting nice, warm sun. Oh, yeah. We have uh, clear blue skies and not a, not a single cloud. Yeah, Brian and I, we live kind of like more inland, so we, we tend to get get more of the, the clearer skies, like down towards the coast, you know, around 5 o'clock or so, that's when the fog starts rolling in. Mm-hmm. But that also mm-hmm. means we get the 110 degree summers. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it starts to get 110 and 115 out here, it's kind of like even the pool is like 95. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Shoes are sticking to the sidewalk. Yeah. Well, for those of you guys who don't know uh, Brian and Philippe, uh, we're going to talk to them and get to know them a little bit more. Um, Brian, why don't you start? Tell us about yourself. Um, Well, (laughs) I am a man of many talents and (laughs) many flaws. Uh, uh, I'm a former professional chef and uh, just all around nerd. And, uh, you know, you name anything nerdy, I'm usually into it. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, Philippe? Oh, man. Well, uh, gosh, I don't think I've ever had anyone ask, ask me to tell me about myself. Uh, I know. Other it's than it's like, challenging, uh, right? I know, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's like a big spotlight's on me. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm an IT guy. I've been in IT forever, it seems like. Um, and, yeah, like Brian, I mean, uh, you know, I've, I'm a geek, love the comic books, uh, comic book shows, comic book movies, uh, sci-fi, all that kind of good stuff. Would you say that's the, your your high level of geekitude? Like, where's your 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 big yeah, areas that I you mean, always zero into? Yeah, well, God, in a, in a past life, <laughs> or maybe about ten years ago. Oh God, that sounds a long a long long time ago. We get it. You're old. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> maybe ten, close to fifteen years ago. Um, I used to be a kind of a competitive gamer i used to uh play counter-strike zero counter-strike was the big game at the time and we i used to be in a counter-strike clan and we used to uh you know do competitions um so i was a big gamer for a long long time um but i've always been like a sci-fi guy uh star trek is my is is what i i love um but you know, obviously, I love uh, Star Wars as well and uh, Doctor Who. Um, you know, I, I do love the uh, the comic book like TV shows and the comic book movies. Um, I, I love comic books too. Just never really have a lot of time to uh, read them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's pretty much my my geekitude. Oh, and then I guess I guess I mean um, I, I don't know if you would call it geekitude, but um, Music is uh, something I'm passionate about. Uh, I've been in various bands throughout my life, uh, playing bass guitar and stuff like that. And then, of course, we have our podcast. So, uh, you know, that's about my areas of, of geekitude. Very cool. How about you, Brian? Well, um, I'm recovering from a comic book addiction. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty strong in, in the ways of, of comic books, uh, you know, but... Uh, my my main area of of I guess nerddom would be you know superheroes uh, Star Wars of course um, I am a huge Star Wars guy you know it, 
some point I would like to build my own stormtrooper armor. Uh, Very cool. But uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm, music for me as well, because I'm also a musician. Um, I'm a percussionist, uh, not like a, a drummer, but, you know, I classical percussion. Um, and uh, ever since we started this podcast, I've really, really gotten into uh, this, you know, superhero TV. Um, I, I'm just obsessed. And that seems like that's all I watch lately. <laughs> Well, that, that, <laughs> I know the feeling. That and Supernatural, because <laughs> let's face it, that show is the bomb. See, I watched it for maybe four seasons, and then life happened, and I never got back. And at, at this point, I feel like there's so much to go back and, and cover that I just don't know that I'd <laughs> ever be able to catch up. Hey, Netflix is a glorious thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, it's funny you say that, Joe, because um, I, I think like around the time when uh, Brian and I started the podcast, um, he said, oh, dude, you should get into Supernatural. You should get into Supernatural. I'm like, dude, I don't have the time for this. And, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there's like 11, 12 seasons now. It's like, oh, my God, I would be watching it forever. Maybe if I came down with, like, mono and was <laughs> sick for, like, four weeks, then, okay, I'd be like, shit, I don't have anything to watch on Netflix. And we're, wait, Supernatural. <laughs> um, and I don't have anything against it. I mean, I know it's a really good show. Um, it's just I never got around to uh, to watching it. Um, but you know, yeah, no, I really loved it when it, when I when I was watching it. But you know, it's I, I hit a lot of those shows right when you know the TiVo was kind of new and it didn't always program correctly. <laughs> yeah, yep, I remember those. Days. Once you start missing stuff, it's very hard to catch up. Now it's a little easier; you can just buy it, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, and, and well, and, and a lot of the stuff is on Netflix. If you just wait, you know, you'll right. you'll get the current seasons, and it makes it Netflix makes my life so easy. It's true. It's true, and so sad. <laughs> oh. So, where do you guys feel like your geekitude is low? Is there stuff that you're you kind of shy away from, or just don't have a lot of experience with? For me, it's it's comic books. You know, um, for me, it's always I, I mean, I've always liked comic books. Like I've. Uh, I was one of those kids that my family, we always used to um, uh, go to like road on road trips. And so I'd be going in the gas stations buying comic books, you know, anywhere from like Heathcliff and Garfield to Superman and Spider-Man and the Flash and and all that. But, you know, I never really sat down and, uh, you know, when I was little, I never really, believe it or not, as funny as it sounds, I never really knew about comic book stores. And so Mm -hmm. I, I never knew there was such things. So I never like bought like a whole like big series of them. So, um, and you know, I mean, some of these, some of the franchises out there, like especially Superman, Batman and stuff. I mean, they've been out for 50, 60 years and so much story to like go back and, you know, and now with the movies and everything coming out, you know, they're all paying homage to all these old stories. And I don't even, some of them, I don't even know unless of course I go on Wikipedia. Or you, you were heavy on that H and an homage. Whoa, what, uh, <laughs> like Quill Wheaton. Quill Wheaton. Quill Wheaton. Quill As I like blow into the microphone. How about you, Brian? Uh, where's your areas kind of low? You know, I, as much of a comic book addict as I am, I, I kind of feel like I'm, uh, you know, my area of, comic book knowledge is really lacking because like Philippe said, there's so much out there, you know, it's like, you know, with all the superhero TV, they're like, Oh, Easter eggs. They reference, you know, this character who had a one-off in a comic, you know, in the, in the eighties. And, you know, did you catch it? It's like, who are, who do they have doing this stuff? You know, it's just cause like, I, I, 
I've read a ton of comic books. I mean, I have six boxes full of comic books. And, you know, I've got the, the Marvel Encyclopedia, the DC Encyclopedia. And even then, I'm still like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and sometimes, I mean, we get called out, you know, because our, our knowledge, you know, we're, we're average geeks, you know. So our <laughs> knowledge is only so much. And we get called out on stuff a lot, all the time, which is good um, that, uh, you know, oh, you're wrong on this. This happened in issue number blah, blah, blah. And, and this year, and we're like, where, how, I, I got <laughs> I got called out on a pretty big one last episode. I, oh, yeah? <laughs> I totally thought Iron Fist was an Asian dude. And I apparently he's a, oh, yeah, no. he's a blonde-haired <laughs> white guy. It's like, come on. In what universe does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I remember listening to that episode and going, hmm, no, that's not right. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I, you know, every once in a while, I'll purposely get something wrong just to, like, stir the pot, <laughs> you know. But that time I was like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was an Asian dude. No, no, it was a white guy. Well, that's kind of what this show is all based on is, like, there is no way that you can be an expert at everything. Like, you just can't. It's There's too much out there, and, and geekdom spans way too big a, a area. So it's it, there's just no way, and you're going to get stuff wrong, and you're going to forget things. And, you know, instead of people getting all upset, going, you know, look, look at it as an opportunity. Hey, no, that's not right, but here's some exciting stuff that's kind of cool about why that's... Yeah, it's it's nice to, you know, have a community that will correct you nicely, but <laughs> but the, the nerd the nerd community, there's there's a lot of trolls. Oh my god, Especially yeah. if you're talking about Batman versus Superman, anything negative right now? Mm. Oh, I didn't expect there to be such a war. Good it, lord, it's really bad on social media. I don't know if you've seen anything about that, Joe, but, um, you know, I mean, I, I kind of, um, you know, I agree with, uh, you know, your guys' thoughts of, of Batman versus Superman. You know, it, it was, it was, it was not bad, but not great either, you know, and, um, you know, I, I went on some on a, uh, a particular Facebook group that I'm on and uh, that talks about movies and whatnot. And I just voiced my opinion and I got freaking flamed. Like there was no tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, seriously? Like I'm just expressing my opinion here. I didn't say it was bad. Yeah. I just said, this is what I thought should have been better. And just whoosh. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't have the patience for that anymore. It's kind of like, you know, I I personally thought it was a it wasn't a completely horrible movie, right. which made it all that much worse. <laughs> you know, it, if it was just terrible, if it was like uh, Fantastic Four terrible, where it was just kind of like, all right, well, I just won't go see yeah. it. But it, it, there was enough good in it that it was disappointing. It's like right. <laughs> like I said to um to Ray last week. It's like I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and that's almost worse. You know, it's like yeah. when, you, when you're a kid, you know, and your mom, you do something, your mom's like, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. That's, that's crushing. <laughs> yes. And so it kind of feels like, uh, one of those, it's my opinion. And I, I feel like I have, you know, good basis for, you know, my opinion. I've pointed out the evidence as to why I have formed that opinion. If you disagree with me, Awesome. That's fine, right. but don't don't attack me for having a different opinion. Exactly, and some people, I mean, they get so personal about it, and then it, it gets really bad when obviously they start like calling you names and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, come on, guys, it's like we're all one the same, you know? It's 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 like this is our opinions. It's like 
Let's no, all be friends. No, uh, my knowledge of geekdom is stronger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know what prize that you're trying to win, buddy, but <laughs> good on you. Here you go. Here's your loser ribbon. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're working on. You guys have The Average Geek Show, and for those uh, of our listeners who are not familiar with it, tell us a little bit about The Average Geek Show. Oh, man. Well, do you mind if I take this one? Go for it. <laughs> uh, the Average Geek Show is kind of like the brainchild of us hanging out in a comic book store uh, and going, you know, we're really passionate about this. We should talk about, you know, the stuff that we love. And um, we've gone through a couple of incarnations of the Average Geek Show. Uh, originally started out with Philippe and I. Um, and then we added a third host. And then Philippe, when his uh, his son was born, had to take a little bit of a step back. And we brought in another host. And uh, fortunately, Philippe has been able to come back to us. And um, we've gone back to our original format. But... Um, you know, we tried to find our way through our 60-some-odd episodes that we've done, and, you know, we really have honed our focus now, and uh, we've discovered that the independent comics is, is really where it's at, because you get a lot of great stories from these artists that aren't attached to any big uh, publishing house. You know, they're not part of Marvel or DC, and they're writing really great stories, and so we're we're focusing more on the independent artists now. Um, but we still talk about, you know, our favorite fandoms, uh, whether it be Flash, Arrow, or Batman versus Superman. Um, <clears throat> we recorded a Deadpool podcast a couple of weeks ago, and that was just amazing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. really, the average geek show has, has become more focused, but we still talk about, you know, movies, TV, comics, and more. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. You guys are really listen I, I think the the thing that makes it fun to listen to is you're just you get so excited about the stuff you love and i think that's what makes me enjoy what, listening to people's podcasts is when they're just doing it because they, you know they don't care if anybody's listening this is just exciting to me and and i think that that's just something that's really really um wonderful about your show oh thank you yeah and, and i agree i agree with like what you said you know i mean it's it's um you know i have a long commute to work now you know i mean i drive anywhere from it takes me anywhere from 45 minutes obviously it's not as long as your drive but right um, uh you know it's um i drive anywhere from 45 minutes to about an hour and a half each each way um every day and so you know i i load my iphone up with podcasts and it's really cool to you know listen to these guys these guys and gals um that you know, are so passionate and so excited about what they like, you know, and it makes it that much more fun. I mean, especially like when they when they only have, you know, they may have 500 listeners and they may only have five like us, mm-hmm. like us. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, like Brian said, I mean, um, you know, one of the things we really uh, what decided what was kind of the deciding factor of like where we wanted to take the average geek show was Brian and I, whenever we go to like comic cons, we always, we spend probably about 80% of our time in artist alley. So much good stuff out there and people just don't know about it. (laughs) And I mean, these, these guys, like Brian said, I mean, they're such great artists and colorists and writers and just the, just the ideas and the stories that these people tell are just absolutely amazing. And so we really wanted to, kind of show, I guess, the world, <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess the world, uh, 
you know, is can listen to our podcast, you know. Hey, we're popular in Germany. That's true. That's true. We have like two or three <laughs> listeners in Germany. Um, but, um, you know, we want to show everybody that, you know, all these creators of these stories and not just not just comics, too. But I mean, there's cosplayers out there. There's people who make makers, yeah, yeah. makers who make mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. these R2 units or or. uh you know the the, the five hundred first, yeah. That that make their their stormtrooper armor. I mean, these are all people that are so passionate about their geekdom, their geekitude. You know, it's yeah. it's just they're all passionate about that. We want to bring that. We want to show that to people. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, the episode that we're recording today, um, after we chat with you, Joe, uh, is uh, all about Power Nap. It's an independent artist and uh, and writer out of Mexico. And it's a oh, wow. phenomenal comic. We met them at uh, SD Comic Fest, and it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal comic. I wanted to get to that this year, and uh, I actually, the first time I'd ever heard of it was, was on your show. Oh, wow. And, um, and it was just not going to work out that weekend, but I'm like, all right, <laughs> adding it to the list of conventions. Yeah, there's always next year. Exactly. It's, it's, a, really, it's, a, really good, it's a really cool comic, comic fest. Yeah, you it's, know? It's, it's very intimate. Yeah. I mean... It's very intimate. I mean, the, the panels they have there, I mean, they have panels for everyone. You know, if you want to learn how to be an artist all the way up to, you know, hearing about how the Twilight Zone was conceived and, uh, you know, we, we how, like, like, you get to see back behind the scenes footage of, you know, the death of Superman lives and, and about Disney and just everything. I mean, just, you know, you get to, it's not like in San Diego Comic-Con where, you're at a panel and there's like 500 other people there, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not even including all age. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but, um, you know, with this, I mean, it's small, it's intimate. You get to ask questions. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so awesome. It's a really, really great little comic. We comic walked show. right up to Neil Adams. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he we was just sitting right there up. eating a box of chocolates and we walked right up to him. It's like, hi, <laughs> hi <laughs> so cool. we love you. <laughs> He was ruthless, though. <laughs> he was awesome. Uh, was he? <laughs> uh, he has a he has a very like sarcastic like sense of humor and and uh, it can be a little uh, it can he, he, it can be a little off off putting, I guess. But, yeah, it, it, it was mm-hmm. not a generous interview. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a really cool guy. It's just you have to kind of be expecting that. Once you kind of like you, you kind of know like okay, this is how he is, then it, then it's cool. But yeah, he's he's like, "Whoa, wow, you're you can be kind of mean." <laughs> <laughs> it takes you a little off guard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very cool. Um you had mentioned that you talk about your favorite fandoms. What would you say for each of you is your favorite go-to? This is my my geek jam. Star Wars. Uh, favorite fandom. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I, I have, I'm one of those people that I've read every single book um, from the expanded universe of Star Wars. I've read the technical manuals. I've, you know, I've seen every movie, TV show, uh, even the Christmas special I sat down and watched. <laughs> uh, you know, I even have a, a, a Star Wars book of linguistics that's you know all the languages of Star Wars, nice. and you could go through and like translate things. And at one point, yes, I even wrote a Star Wars fanfic. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. It really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have to remember that. So if I need uh, if I need Star Wars uh, knowledge, I know who to go to. Absolutely, anytime. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's um, for me, it's 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 Star Trek. 
Uh, you know, I'm about as passionate about Star Trek as Brian is with Star Wars. And yet we're still friends. And yet we're still friends somehow. Uh, well, I think that's I think that's brilliant because you know you've got both bases covered. So well, see that's that's know. what we see we we edit out our fights. So uh, uh, just as long as Philippe <laughs> realizes that Star Wars is better, we're okay. Oh, so different. They, they, they really <laughs> are. Possibly, they really are. I mean, how could you possibly say one's better than the other? Yeah, honestly, because I'm. Yeah, but, um, yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I can't. I'm like you, Joe. I, I can't. You know, they're so different. Yeah, I absolutely love. I fell in love with uh, Star Trek when my parents took me to see the the fourth original movie. Yes. Wait, was that and, the one with the whales? Yes. The one with the whales. Yes. Oh my god. That's okay. All right. I, honestly, that is my favorite Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah, mine too. I just that it was the my first exposure to it, and I started going back and learning. You know, I I recognized it as oh that show that my grandpa watched in the other room while I was playing over at their house. <laughs> But um, but I never really got really into it until I saw that movie, and then it was just on. It was all about um, about Star Trek, and I was in junior high, big. I was such a big Trekkie that I was a Trekker. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, that was in junior high. I have I have evolved past that. Wait, wait. I have to ask: Do you own a Starfleet uniform? I did back then. Oh, god. Nice, nice. My, I had. I had my mom, when I was in junior high, I had my mom uh, make me, like, the first season Next Generation costume that was just, like, the single jumpsuit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was real popular <laughs> in junior high. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I was. I, I haven't talked about my, my Trekkie nerddom in a very, very long time. Um, but as far as Star Wars goes, I don't remember a time that that hasn't been part of my life so it's kind of like that's why i've never i've never been one of the oh this is better that is better because for me it's kind of like one's fantasy and one's like political (laughs) sci-fi oh oh, no you didn't oh my god you should see brian's face over here joe (laughs) oh it happened a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away that shit is real Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm a I'm a lot like Brian in in regards to to how he is with Star Wars. You know, like for me, for Star Trek, like I didn't read all the Star Trek novels out there, but um, I read a good amount of them, um, mm-hmm. both with you know the original series crew and the Next Generation, because that's around the time I was really really into Star Trek. Um, and then you know I read all the technical manuals. I, I have the encyclopedia of Star Trek somewhere. I have nerd <laughs> and proud. <laughs> I think I have um, the the ship the, the ships of the yard uh, book. It, it shows like all the classes of I have that one Star too. Trek. Do you? <laughs> so um, so yeah. I mean it's uh, you know I, I I didn't I didn't go so far as to. Uh, have my own Starfleet uniform, uh, Joe. I'm I'm very envious, very envious. Um, so I, actually, I have a question for you, Joe. Yeah. Are you a TOS guy or a TNG guy? Um, I, I I was a TNG guy. I think now I just kind of appreciate the entire um the entire collection as a whole. Like I think it's just such a cool thing. I'm a little bit worried about what's coming with uh, the new series. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. We're we're considering cutting the cord and uh, oh no, yeah, and and uh, just going with all the streaming and not doing cable anymore because oh oh that cord okay yeah 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 oh yeah no not cutting the the, (laughs) not cutting the geekdom cord no 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 I thought you were gonna Uh, cut the like the Star Trek cord it's like all right good for you (laughs) 
<laughs> no, Never. No, no. But uh, no, we were going to you know, cut the cord as far as, as getting rid of our cable and then just subscri- subscribing. I think my husband was kind of trying to do the math and seeing you know, how many shows we would have to lose to uh, keep the you know, pay-by-show or pay-by-subscription um, idea lower than what we currently pay for cable. Well, and uh, if we do, then we'll be doing the, the CBS streaming to see it. But other than that... Uh, uh, we're not going to do it if we don't cut the cable. Honestly, so. I I did that. I I cut the cable cord probably five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And between Netflix and Hulu, I I'm pretty good as far as shows. I mean, there may be one or two things that you know I I go to that network's website and watch the episode, mm-hmm. um, which you know isn't a bad thing. A lot of times, it's just as good as watching it on TV with less commercials. Yeah, and you just have to be good about keeping up with Hulu. The the stuff that that flies off after um, five episodes, you just have to be on top of those. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the thing. What oh, we, I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, no problem. What we we tend to do is we let the you know we'll, we'll binge watch, so we'll let episodes pile up sometimes if it's not something that we must watch right now, and um, and that'll sometimes bite us in the butt if we're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you there. That's happened to me a couple of times, and it's just like no. Now I have to wait eight months for it to come out on Netflix. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about, um, you know, my wife and I haven't had cable in maybe four or five years now. And, you know, we just spend the money on getting, like, super fast Internet, basically, so we can stream. And, you know, we have Hulu, Netflix. Um, it, it It is difficult to, like, I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead. And it's mm-hmm. it's difficult. You you know you can buy that like per series. You know on Amazon, which it's like thirty nine bucks, which isn't terrible. I mean it's kind of like owning it on DVD or Blu ray. You know, but right, right. But you know it's thirty nine bucks. It's like oh man, it's it's like oh god, that's that's like gouging kind of. Um, but I mean you know I guess it's a trade off. You know you get to watch them when you want to. You know they're always there. Um, you know, and, and I'm excited about the CBS um, streaming thing. I mean, it seems like that's where they every network wants to go now. You know, you have HBO Go and the CBS Now, and I think I want to say ABC is starting to come out with one too. I mean, you know, it's uh, unfortunately it's going to be the only way to watch uh, 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 the new Star Trek series, but. Well, yeah, it's not the only way. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's... <laughs> the only legal way. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, well, now we're going to get into legality. <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs> well, before we finish up the interview, um, what is one thing that's kind of um, it's not very popular and people might not know about it, but that you guys are really into and think more people should know and engage in? Oh, man. Well, for me, um, God, there's there's two comics. Um, that I, that I really like. One of them we're going to talk about um, on our next episode, uh, which is episode 65, um, which is Power Nap by uh, Maritza Campos, and uh, it's illustrated by a guy named Bacan, and it's awesome. Like, um, you know, I mean, basically it it, it starts it, it it takes place in the future. It's a story where it takes place in the future, and oh man, it, it's just so. Do you, want, do you want me to take over? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know it's just so. It's I don't even know like where to start with it. It's Basic, so basically, Power Nap. Uh, it's this comic. It's set play, it's set in the future somewhere, um, and everybody takes this supplement that allows them not to sleep. And there are a handful of people that are allergic to this supplement and still require sleep. And they're looked at as like 
third class, yeah, disabled or third class citizens because they can't work two jobs, 16 hours like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And this guy's company ends up starting to do research on him because he can't sleep. He can't has to sleep. And he kind of goes into this dream world and becomes a superhero. Uh, But it has a D and D spin to it. That's really kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool. I mean, that one is, is really, really cool that, I mean, I think everybody, again, you know, everybody should, these are, these are two people from Mexico, you know, that we, that we had never heard of, um, until we got to SD Comic Fest and they just had a table there and. Yeah. And what's really cool is you can read the entire comic online. Yeah. For free. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And what was the other one you were going to mention? Oh, and the other one is, um, Serenity Rose by, <laughs> by Aaron Alexovich. Um, he, Aaron Alexovich, he's a character, he was the character designer, the main character designer. I think he was the main character designer. Yes. For, um, Invader Zim. He's been on, uh, Legend of Korra. Um, and he does the Invader Zim comics. And, um, I, I've only read a little bit of it. <laughs> so I don't know it as well. It, it, it's, it's also a phenomenal comic. It's, uh, uh, if I can like jump all over your shit here, uh, jump all over. Jump all over. <laughs> it uh, basically takes place in this town where uh, it's like a refuge for witches, uh, but uh, it's set in modern times. Uh, but it's kind of become like a Disneyland esque thing where it, there's lots of tourists that come and buy, you know, shrunken heads and things, and there's ogres and goblins and it, and it's if you liked Invader Zim, you'll love uh, Serenity Rose. Because it's it's along the same lines of weirdness. These sound phenomenal. I'm gonna have to look into these because I've been looking for, especially for the online comics. Is I'm I'm I want to read them, um, but mostly because I don't want to dedicate space in my house to long boxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, from experience, those take up quite a bit of space. Yes, yes, I have uh, I have some uh, at uh, a family's home that my husband is. Uh, not aware of, and eventually that home is going to get sold, Uh-oh. and we're going to have to move them. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if he listens to your show, he's aware now. <laughs> um, so we'll have to find a place to put them so that he doesn't know they're here. <laughs> because my husband listens when he's actually out with my uh, parents right now, but he doesn't usually go back and listen to the episode. He just kind of listens to my side of the conversation while I record. Oh. <laughs> so, so I can get away with saying a little bit more than I do. What other secrets are you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, okay. Well, going back to uh, to Star Trek, my mom was cleaning out my old bedroom back in the day, uh-huh. and uh, she has uh, she found like an old um, shuttlecraft, oh. next generation shuttlecraft that I had like I don't know twenty or thirty action figures stored with. <laughs> And she's like, what do you want me to do with this? I'm like, shh, don't tell Matt. And uh, grabbed it, and it is now in a cupboard in our hallway that nobody ever goes into <laughs> behind a whole bunch of other stuff. That's that's like a trip mine. You know, one of these days, he's going to need to go into that cupboard. It's going to be, honey, what's this? <laughs> and I'm like, that, that, you don't worry about that. That's that's nothing for you to worry about. <laughs> like, shh, we don't talk about that. Out of sight, out of mind. See nothing. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's taking up space here for years, so obviously it's not causing much trouble. <laughs> I wanted one of those shuttlecrafts when I was little. You know, I, I used to um, subscribe. I used to subscribe to the Star Trek magazine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I wrote fanfic. So did I. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I used to subscribe to the magazine, and um, 
you know, they used to have the, uh, they used to sell the Star Trek Next Generation figures where you used to get a free Will Riker with every uh-huh. purchase. Will Riker was always free with I know, purchase. I know, poor guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the things I wanted so bad was a, uh, that and the bridge. I wanted a, a Star Trek bridge. Remember if I ever, I think I stuck with the, <laughs> the, the shuttlecraft because the bridge was just, I think I was getting to that point where I realized that I wasn't going to play with them. I was just going to look at them. Right? <laughs> and I didn't have enough room in my my bedroom to, to set them up or anything. So I'm like, eh, I'll spend it on comic books or something. <laughs> That's me with pop vinyls. It's like, I don't play with them. I take them out of the box and I set them up and I look at them. Yep, yep. You need a geek I have, cave, man. You need a geek cave. I know, I know. I, I tried to convince uh, my my husband of that when we we moved into our our current house, which is still, for those of you who've been keeping score, still under massive construction. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, two thirds of my house is uh, pretty unaccessible. We're living in three bedrooms and two bathrooms in the far end. Oh man! And um and so when it's all done, I get my office back a little bit, but it's still just not. There's no second office so yeah. you know he's got his office and he works from home most of the time so i don't get my little geek cave <laughs> which is why i have to hide my toys because he's not a believer in he's not a geek he's not a yeah. geek so he doesn't understand what a you know why would you have these toys because they're cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah my well, very cool my mom came over to my house last weekend and uh you know she peeked her head into my nerd cave and she's like, oh, my God, it looks like a teenager lives here. And it's like, I know it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things he's promised we get all the – because, again, all my furniture is now in this end of the house. So couches, dining room tables, like everything end of the house. And um, once it all goes back, I'm like, my wall behind my desk is going to become an artist's shrine. Like, I want to put nice. every piece of art that I've collected on there. Awesome. <laughs> and I want, if I decide to start doing, um, you know, any video, I will have this nice backdrop of pop art behind me. And he's like, well, I'm like, no. <laughs> you can have the rest of the house. I want one corner of the other. Right. I just want one wall. Yep, this is my space. Get away. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, guys, and uh, letting us know a little bit more about you. Um, we're going to talk about how we kept it geek this week, but before we do, I've got a couple of special announcements coming up. We've got so much stuff going on over here at Geektitude. Um, first of all, uh, I'm going to do a special Mother's Day episode. Um, Kareen Abukarians is going to be joining me. She writes the Real Geek Girls and Real Geek Moms columns over at Screen Invasion, so screeninvasion.com. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to call out to listeners and and even people who don't listen, because we're going to try and broadcast this on other people's podcasts and and through her website as well. Um, We want people to send us stories about their geeky moms or husbands who have wives and children who want to tell us how wonderful their wives are and how geeky they are as moms because i feel like dads often get the uh the geek hurrahs and sometimes we forget that moms are geeks too and so we're going to be doing that entries are going to be due on uh april 30th so send an email to me at joe hogan at geektitude.com and uh tell us about your geeky mom and how she's influenced your life and how she is the biggest geek ever and that's what we're we're doing for mother's day i i i have to share something with you joe yeah my mom was never the geek when i was growing up but now as an adult my mom came to me this is the whole reason she came over last weekend 
She wanted to borrow my Luke Skywalker Master Replica lightsaber because she's dressing up as as Rey from Star Wars Force Awakens for some event, it was some work event, mind you, and she wanted to borrow my lightsaber. That's awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. Well, you'll have to you'll have to put that down in in an email and send it to me and we'll read it on that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's I think it's kind of important. You know, we we talk about diversity a lot on this show and I feel like moms don't get enough geek nods. And so, I hopefully this will kind of remind people that moms are geeks too. Absolutely. Yeah. Not my mom. And, <laughs> my mom. Not, not all moms, not all moms. Mine's not mine's not. Um the other thing that's going on is on April 16th uh at Fairmont Park in Riverside, California is uh an event called Pokey Oasis. It's being put on by uh, Video Game Connection, and they're a group that combines video games and uh cosplay. And I will be there on April 16th at the Palm Springs Comic Con booth, and I will be podcasting from there all day. I'm going to try and set up a um, Periscope account so that we can you can watch us live at home. But if you're in the Riverside area that day and want to stop by, uh, go ahead and check us out. Come say hi. Let us know what you're up to, and maybe we'll can get a little guest spot on the show. I'll I'll be interviewing people throughout the day as they come through. So that is going on on April 16th. So lots of fun, special little events going on. Very cool. So this week in Geek, um, Palm Springs Comic Con, uh, speaking of, they completed their Kickstarter and they, I believe, raised about 14000 maybe just under. Wow, that's awesome. Which is great. Yeah, they were only going for 5000 so... <laughs> they made at least one of their yeah they made at least one of their stretch goals that's awesome and uh, and so I'm really looking forward to that we're hopefully going to be uh, pretty involved with them and so correct me if I'm wrong but they, this is only the second time that they've been doing it right this is actually the first time that they've been doing oh, it oh wow yeah. Wow. There's actually two. There's um, Comic-Con Palm Springs, which is in August. Mm. That one just kind of came onto our radar recently. But the one that's kind of very locally sourced is the, the Palm Springs Comic-Con in November. See, and November I, sounds a lot better than Palm Springs in August. <laughs> yes. Yes. I <laughs> I don't know that... Um, well, it's that's not necessarily true. I was going to say I don't know that they were thinking about that when they um, planned it, but my guess is is that... Because that one's at the convention there, mm. where um, the one we're doing is going to be at one of the local hotels. But... Um, I think they probably were thinking a the com- the convention center is probably a little less, less expensive over the summer, and b Palm Springs is making a big push to get people out here during the summer. Hmm. Yeah, so they have a lot of parties and a lot of events going on. So it's it's not that bad, even if it's 115 out. Oh. It's not that bad because a it's a dry heat. Oh. And B, uh, you're inside with air conditioning most of the time, so it's really just walking to the car where it's kind of uncomfortable. Oh, man, it's that sounds too much like Phoenix. Oh, I, I lived in Phoenix <laughs> for like uh, five, six, seven years, and oh, God, but oh, God. But don't forget, Philippe, it's a dry heat. Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's so miserable, you know, and... And I don't know if you have the, you guys have the same problem uh, with this, you and your husband with your house. But you know, my my parents they live in Scottsdale, just right outside Phoenix, and um, they have a they have a two story house. And even though they're on this special like electric plan that you know you can if you basically it states if you run your elect, like your AC between nine and nine p.m. and nine a.m. 
the electric the the charge is in half of what it normally is. So that's when they run their AC. But I mean, their bills in the summer are like four or five hundred dollars still, and, oh, yeah, and they no, have like super energy efficient ACs that are for like brand new. It's crazy. Well, part of part of our renovation is replacing some of our single pane windows, which will make oh, a big difference. Make a huge difference, yeah. Yeah, but over the the summer, our our electric bill was getting up to like the seven eight hundreds oh. a month. Yeah, it was bad. So <laughs> so we 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 now have solar panels, which makes <laughs> a huge difference. Oh yeah, solar panels will save your life. My ass would be out there like. You know, on a bicycle, like just pedaling, <laughs> charging batteries for the summer and just plugging those bad boys in because, oh, my God, a whole line of hamsters. on the- <laughs> go. go to Petco. I would like to buy 500 hamsters and several <laughs> tiny whips. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we we uh, and like I said, the, the pool is not a, a big retreat because it's, you know, 95, 97. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get out there during the summer. Yeah. But uh, but they are they are making a big push to get people out here. They throw a lot of pool parties at the the local hotels and, and throw music events. So you know I think it's a combination of those two. Hey, if but... John Barrowman is at any of these events, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I mentioned this on the last episode, but I was so upset. Um, I was doing about a week ago. Um, I was at the the big theater festival that my school does every year we go to Fullerton College and and compete there and my husband said hey I wanted to go to this restaurant with my parents do you mind I'm like of course not not at all and then maybe an hour hour and a half later he texts me and he says you're gonna hate me I'm like why And he goes because um we're sitting at the table right next to the arrow (gasps) Stephen Amell Captain Amell Yes, (laughs) Yes, because <laughs> he comes out here constantly. Yeah, like yeah. Well, he has a house out there, doesn't he? Does he? I, I think he does. I know Barrowman does. I know John Barrowman does. Yeah, yeah, I know Barrowman does. But uh, I was so jealous. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he's like, "Yeah, right next to us." Oh my! God. <sighs> like stall him. I will be there in ten. <laughs> Just leave my kids in Fullerton. See you later, guys. Daddy's got to get me some arrow. I got to go ogle the arrow. Um, so far, because every once in a while, he's got to be out here quite often. Because I like he'll post pictures of him out to dinner, and I'm like, I know what that restaurant is. I know that. I know. I know where that is. So, ah, uh, I was so frustrated. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, Palm Springs guys. We got John Barrowman. We've got Stephen Amell, and uh, they might not be at Palm Springs Comic Con, but we have Palm Springs Con. So, uh, that is going on. Uh, I am back in Warcraft. Oh, man. You did yeah, it, huh? I did it. I did it. And it's, I'm going through the chores of the, the garrison chores right now, and I remember why I left, because it's kind of <laughs> awful. But um, I have some goals I need to meet, and I'm figuring, okay, if I if I just push through some of the less desirable stuff, I can get myself to where I'm just having fun grinding out reps and stuff like that. <laughs> So that's been a thing, and I'm I'm telling you, man. Anytime uh, you want to jump back in, I'll I'll level something with oh, you. Oh <laughs> man, I have been so so t- because I, I played the fuck out of uh, World of Warcraft all the way up until uh, Wrath of the Lich King, and um, I mean it it was great, but then after Wrath of the Lich King, I was kind of like, uh, you know, the yeah. stories and everything. I was just like, uh, this is kind of losing its losing its charm, and um. 
after that, I just stopped and I haven't came back. And it's always been like in the back of my mind. Like they always email me like, oh, come back for seven days for free. And I've always been like, oh, I could just download it and just play it for like seven days and, you know, just get a little bit of a fix. But you know, I'd be all over your ass if you did that. Whatever, Mr. I play Star Trek online. Hey, I haven't done that in at least six hours. <laughs> well, it's funny because one of the things I have been doing is trying to decide if I wanted to go back to uh, Champions Online. I'm not, I'm not aware had, of that. What is that? It's by the same company that does uh, Star Trek Online. Ooh. And um, I, I wanted to well, – I, I was in the beta when it was being beta tested and bought the lifetime membership so I don't have to pay. <laughs> and then it went to free for play. And so I get no benefits. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that um, just piss you I, off? You know, like, yeah, I get some, money. yeah, I get some, but it's, it, it wasn't too bad. It's more than paid for itself. But uh, I was like, Hmm, right there. Star Trek online. Hmm. hmm. Do it. it. It's good. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's good as, as a non Trekkie. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for something to do to take me away a little bit from uh, Warcraft for the next week. So that might be <laughs> that might be what I do, especially if I've got endorsements from other people. Oh man, let us know and then we'll jump on there with you. Yes, yeah, that'd be um, if if you are looking for my character, I am Darth Fifi. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's not a joke. It, well, it is a joke in terms of how I came up with that. We were. I have weird friends, and we were riffing one night, and I was like, "What if Darth Vader had a cat? You know, <laughs> it would be it would be Darth Fifi, you know, the Sith Lord of kittens, you know." And so I also happened to create my character at the same time. My God, the most awesome thing ever! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how I can function today. <laughs> you guys are too amazing. Um, all right, I'm gonna push through. Push through. Keep keep focused. Sorry, sorry I um, tend to derail conversations. This, this is yeah. This okay. is this is us totally. <laughs> Uh, the last two things I did this week is um, I went. We, I've still got a couple of friends that love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and we oh. we've been like once a month we'll get together and force my husband to watch several episodes. <laughs> and so we did that last night, and it was a lot of fun because um, the three of us just absolutely love it, and my husband tolerates yeah. it. And knows. I think once we get past season one, he will kind of start getting interested because it, it does get better after you get through kind of the monster of the week of season it one. It totally does. And it's the mighty, mighty Joss. How can you not love it? Exactly. Exactly. But, oh my God, the it was it is just old enough now that you'll sit there and go, oh my God, she's using a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just little little things that you're just like, the, the whole episode last night was the, the one where uh, Willow is talking to somebody online, and it's a demon that they'd scanned into the internet. Oh god! Oh my god! And you're just sitting there going, "Okay, first of all, they're using a handheld scanner that was probably sci-fi <laughs> when this episode was uh, was you know on on TV, and you know everybody's talking about, oh, you don't know who's on the internet, and it's like this is the internet is scary portion of the 90s. Oh my where god. It's like you're meeting people on the internet. This is terrifying. It was so funny. That's awesome. And then the last thing is, is I, I kind of put all my my podcasts aside this week, and I was like, I am getting through the last of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, so I am caught up, because they have all sorts of announcements for events and everything, and by the time I catch up to them, um, 
the events are gone. Not that I'd be able to get there from because they do a lot of stuff in Portland, but you know, it's just nice, nice to know. Hey, maybe I could. Um, so I marathoned it, which was a wonderful idea until I realized now I have to wait a week oh, <laughs> for the next episode. That's always the hard thing about binge watching is at some point it ends and the waiting begins. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys have listened to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men, but if you are at all X-Men fans, it is such a great show. They start from the very first uh, issue of X-Men and they go arc by arc and tell you all about the story and try and connect the continuity mm. and they do it with this kind of snarky love of the the characters and of the genre and of the ridiculousness that is the X-Men and and so it's just it's just always so much fun. It's like listening to friends tell their favorite stories over and over again. It's phenomenal. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it it does. I mean, I I used to be obsessed with the X-Men back in the 90s, you know, with the the cartoon show and you know, I read a lot of the comics, and I, I don't know, I think it was the movies, just like Wolverine movie after Wolverine movie after Wolverine movie, that I got kind of burnt out, but now I'm starting to get back into it. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, and, and it is, they are, uh, they just did, uh, I think, uh, 103 is coming out tomorrow. Wow. So you have a, a lot of catching up to do, but <laughs> oh, I, I, would, I would definitely start with episode one and, and just go through as, as you can, because they're all wonderful. And it's they're the, absolutely it's wonderful. It's a podcast? It's a podcast. Very cool. It's a podcast. They're usually not more than an hour, um, and often they're, they're 45 minutes or so. Um, so I, I cannot recommend it enough. I'm one of my, one of my podcasting goals is to try and get them on someday because uh, it's just so phenomenal. That's awesome. But enough about me and my geeky week. How about you guys? What did you guys do? Uh, I, I've got a, a weird work schedule, uh, where I work overnight. Um, so most of my days have been filled with sleeping and binge watching, t- uh, superhero TV, um, nice. And reading the occasional comic on my lunch break, which I get a lot of weird looks for, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, this week has been all about iZombie. Uh, I've been, I was pretty far behind on iZombie, and I uh, just worked my way through it this week, and it was amazing, and I'm so glad I caught up. Now, is that – so? well, obviously, by the way you're talking about it, it's worth going and seeing because I had heard that – the comic is wonderful, but the TV series just does not capture it. You know, I, I never read the comic. Um, I picked up uh, just the TV series when, you know, it came out on CW. And mm-hmm. if you go into it not having read the comic, it's actually a really great and funny show. Um, I've also heard that the uh, the comic was a lot better and, and kind of different. But the show itself is is part, like, police drama, part zombie superhero part awesome and it's very very messy you know characters start doing something and you're like that's not going to end well for you and it just gets more messy and convoluted but it's it's fun um and it's a show that doesn't take itself very seriously there's a lot of jokes and um like one of the characters names is major lily white (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i mean it, it's it's hysterical and also uh one of my new favorite actors um I, I forgive me i cannot remember his name because it's one of those difficult names to pronounce um he's an indian well he's a british indian actor uh, and the character he plays is ravi and he's the head medical examiner 
and he is an uber nerd, and he's funny and hysterical, and I honestly watch the show just for him, because it, it's amazing. But I, I highly recommend That's it. That's awesome. I'm going to look him up real fast just to see Rahul Kohli. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I don't recognize him from anything else. No, ne- but that's neither cool. did I. But I mean, it's it's an amazing, amazing show, um, and I I'm all about police dramas. I come from a family of cops, so you know I I find those interesting. Well, very cool, awesome. How about you, Philippe? Oh well, see, we were supposed to be doing a, a Daredevil review show, but, but somebody's uh, behind. Well, Mister over here, Brian binge watched the entire series in like a day and a half. Uh, one day. <laughs> oh, one day. Excuse me. <laughs> so I've been trying to catch up. I'm on episode six right now. Absolutely loving it. Um, John Barenthal is the Punisher. is just amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, so I've been busy uh, trying to catch up with that. Um, and then uh, started catching up with uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, did that last night with uh, with my son. Um, show is turning out really, really good. Um, especially, uh, who they kind of unveiled as one of the bad guys, uh, in the last episode, which was just awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those, those are only, those are the only two things I've been, uh, doing, uh, geek wise, uh, within the last week or two. Well, I'm going to have to, well, I'll hold off asking you about Daredevil and, um, and Legends of Tomorrow because that's kind of what we're talking about today. <laughs> um, but I definitely have questions because those are two that I have not caught up on out of the ones that we're talking about. And so I'll be interested to get your take because I've got questions. Indeed, indeed. Very cool. Um, as far as news goes this week, for, I, I feel like I very often say not a lot happened and people have kind of raised their eyebrow at me and <laughs> that's because I try not to put it stuff in here that you're going to see spammed on your Twitter and Facebook accounts and you know the mainstream X-Men, DC, Marvel, Avengers, all that stuff. I I figure everybody gets that news. So I'm looking for like little nuggets of fun stuff that that happened or you know that's not as mainstream oh, hey, this is the newest casting thing out. So <laughs> for those of you who have been like, well, some things have happened. Yes, I know things have happened. But um, as far as just unique things, um, not as much. And uh, But Philippe did throw into our news bin um, a reminder about the the veto in Georgia on the religious liberty bill after a whole bunch of companies, many of them geek-related, threatened to pull out all of their support of the economy if they passed the religious liberties bill against LGBT people. I, I so, can't believe – I still can't believe that there's like states or senators or House represent, or representatives that try to do this still. It's, it just, just totally baffles me. It, it's, it's like – God, it, it's it's you know I mean when when I when I when I read this um, the first thing I did was laugh extremely hard that the governor ended up caving and vetoing it um, mm-hmm. when they were so like just gung ho behind it and uh, um, I don't know I mean you know nerds rule the world and uh, you know you can't do shit without uh, pissing us off so too bad no I mean you know it's it's um, Again, it's just really shocking to see that there was a bill that was trying to pass and become a law uh, like this. It's really disheartening. Um, 
I know it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't um, reflect on the entire state of Georgia and reflect on all the people of Georgia, but um, I don't know. It, it's, I, I'm glad that it got vetoed. Yeah, I wish they'd caught it in time to uh, to do the same in North Carolina because they just passed a whole bunch of horrible laws. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating, but I do think it's kind of in a lot of these cases kind of the last ditch um, death knell, you know, trying to... to you know that that last to segregate people and persecute them for how they are how what kind of person they are yeah i think they're just trying very hard to to they they see that it's they're losing the battle and i think these are their last ditched efforts to to stop it and it's it's not going to stop guys the, you know I, I don't know what i don't know what me being married to my husband does to your life but... <laughs> absolutely nothing i mean yeah <laughs> you know they're going to have to explain to their, the worst it has is they're going to have to explain to their kids why two men or two women are holding hands. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. That's <laughs> terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> oh my, the, the evil gay people are holding hands. Oh boy. People just be nice to each other. And if it doesn't directly affect you, leave it alone. See, that's what I don't get. I don't feel, you know, it's the internet. Everybody has an opinion and everybody feels the need to share their opinion. But, you know, whatever happened to that rule of if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Seriously. You know, be alone with your hate and your bigotry. You know, don't share it. People don't want to hear it. No, no. And, uh, well, anyway, at least we know that Georgia has uh, vetoed that bill. And uh, hopefully it will spread to some of the surrounding areas. But positivity, people. Throw out the positive and try and drown out the negative because it's just not worth it. Life's too short. Anyway, on to better and happier things, because as many of many of us often do when horrible things happen, we're going to retreat into superheroes. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> a couple of week, uh, weeks ago, uh, Kevin and Kelly and I from uh, from the WEC podcast, uh, we talked about superheroes in the movies, and today we're going to talk about superheroes on TV and all the TV shows that are kind of based around comic books and so why don't we start off by talking about um our favorites like is there ones that you just absolutely will not miss oh, <laughs> for me how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna have to be a two-part episode uh <laughs> for me um i would say the one i definitely don't ever want to miss is the flash i mm -hmm. think from episode one it has been firing on all cylinders and it just yeah. keeps getting better and better and better and better. I don't know that the, I love the Flash, but the time travel episodes are so messy and convoluted and full of plot holes. Not not as convoluted, messy and convoluted as Doctor Who, but that's time wibbly wobbly timey one. Yes, but um, for me, it's like the Flash is one of those things that I will always, always, always like make sure I watch. Um, I still have to watch the last episode. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, I never uh, missed an episode, although I still have to watch the it's last Hulu, episode man, from like five days ago. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean that's one that you know I, I I get my son, I get my my oldest one on the weekends, and whenever he's here, it's like let's watch the flash. Well, if my wife's awake, because yes, she watches the flash too, and she is not a geek at all. Boom. So. So yeah, um, definitely the Flash is is my is, uh, is the one is my go to one. That's funny because my husband, out of all of the the shows that I watch that are kind of geeky and force him to watch, the one that he's usually on board with um, 
is the flash like nice. that's that's the one he's like yeah if we're gonna have to watch one of those let's do the flash <laughs> and we watched you know my my in-laws have been here for the last uh four weeks yeah and so um my father-in-law was like uh is that flash the comic book flash because he saw it on netflix or on um on tivo yeah. and uh, i said yes it is he goes why don't we watch a couple of those <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome. don't have to ask me twice that's awesome yeah. How about you, Brian? What's your what's your favorite out of the stuff that's out there right now? Oh my gosh. Um I'm one of those weirdos that watches it all. Um you know, it my big I guess my big four, I would have to say, <laughs> is Flash Arrow, uh Supergirl, which I didn't start out loving, but now mm-hmm. I'm absolutely obsessed with. Um so Flash Arrow, Supergirl and uh so difficult He's to choose. He's really struggling on this one. Uh, Daredevil. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I, the first season I was kind of like, man, this is pretty cool. Second season, I'm just like, come to daddy. Okay. And that brings me to my question because I was talking to Ray last week and I got to talk to you guys about this this week. Um, I'm on episode, I'm, I'm going to be watching episode three sometime this week. Um, does it get better than the first two episodes? Not that the two episodes are bad, but right now they're just kind of, fight scenes oh. and i'm not feeling a lot of story oh no 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 they it's uh <laughs> it, it it hits a point where it's just it just moves um it gets phenomenally better after the first two episodes because i w- i was very much the same way i'm like oh look foggy's pissed off at matt murdoch because he's doing his superhero thing uh more of this and it just you know, not to be spoilery or anything, but at some point, Matt Murdock just goes, I don't give a fuck, and mm-hmm. just boom. But um, there's a lot of story. Uh, I made a Facebook post uh, a couple weeks ago uh, when I was watching Daredevil, and, you know, it. this should have been season one of The Punisher guest starring Daredevil and Elektra, uh, mm-hmm. because it very much surrounds Punisher and, you know, his origins and everything. So, yes, it does get infinitely better, but I'm also a huge Punisher fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to agree with Brian. It, it um, you know, the the first two episodes I thought were awesome. I'm I'm a, I love action movies, so it was really cool <laughs> to see them just like kick each other's ass um in the first two like the first episode. Oh, I don't think I ever sent you that text, Brian, but I was going to be like daredevil season two episode one. Oh my god i mean it's just <laughs> it was just him and the punisher i mean john barenthal does such an amazing job as the punisher he is just yeah. by far embodies, the best punisher yeah he just embodies the punisher and so i was just on board from episode one but yeah it it um you know definitely you know stick with it i would say i don't know maybe episode four yeah, episode four is when it really just kicks off. Yeah, is when when the, they really start. I think the first like two or three episodes, they're just so excited that the Punisher's there or something, so they just throw everything about the Punisher in there. But um, yeah, about episode four is when they really start moving the story along, and and not and not where it's just like boring. I mean, it's it's really good. I mean, I'm on episode. It was really hard for me to pry myself away from because I w- I watched episode 3, 4 and 5 one night and it was really hard for me to put the iPhone down and stop watching. So, it's uh yeah, it's really really good. Well, that was my my compromise with my husband right now is that I'm I'm <laughs> what happens is he doesn't want to to disappoint me by saying he doesn't want to watch something, but then it just like sits 
on our TiVo and we don't watch it. We don't watch it and we don't watch it and because that something will always take precedence. So I just kind of cut through all of that and I was like, I know you don't like violence. Yeah. Everybody I've talked to says Daredevil season two is like 10 times more violent than Daredevil season one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's, um, there's an incredibly graphic torture scene uh, in episode eight. So just be be advised. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, I it, I don't like love that kind of stuff, but I, it doesn't bother me like it bothers him. So I just kind of straight out said, do you mind if I watch it by myself so that I'll get through it at a more reasonable pace than if we watched it together? Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and then the other one that I'm I, I have to catch up on and um, and I'm going to watch without him just because I feel like I have to, but not necessarily because I want to is uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And that's just because he doesn't care for it. And I got to say, I after seeing the first three episodes, yeah. um, I wasn't terribly thrilled. And I was so excited about it when it came out. I just feel like it is a little bit of that timey-wimey, loophole that doesn't make sense kind of thing going on. So it's an American guys... Doctor Who with superheroes. <laughs> yeah. So my, my question is, does that get better? As much as it, much to my chagrin, yes, it does. Yeah. It, it, the, um, I forget what episode... I'm on right now. I'm 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 on I'm all caught up. Um but I'd say probably around episode 8 or 9 maybe. I mean it start it starts getting really good. I mean I think you know the first few episodes kind of like Arrow, you know, they were trying to kind of find their footing, mm-hmm. you know, and um I mean you have, you know, and and still it's this it's this conflict, you know, within the team where you know you have your villains and your and your heroes and they're kind of trying to work together. So it's a little of a weird dynamic and it still kind of is, but I think they start gelling a lot more, um, later on. And I think, and and maybe that's just how it's supposed to be, you know? I mean, I I don't know. It's, it's, it just seems like the writing too is, is getting better. The stories and and everything too. Well, and and I'm, I'm one of those people that I do not like Wentworth Miller as Captain Cold because it just <laughs> no. seems like he's overacting. Oh, he totally is. Um it's, but, it reminds me of Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But uh in the later episodes you actually start to like him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean and his character and the things he does as Captain Cold kind of overtake his overacting and it actually becomes a heartfelt performance. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird the way you know, these villains kind of like grow on you and you're like, wow, you guys. Well, can you even call him a villain anymore? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess not. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, I think he himself. I, let's, let's not spoil okay, it. Okay. I'm not spoiling it for you. Joe, Joe, Joe's behind. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that one I'm not so worried about being spoilered on. Um, just like the same thing with Supergirl. I'm behind on Supergirl. I'm not terribly worried about being spoilered on that because I think it's just fun and I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. I think the ones that I'm worried about are Daredevil where, like, please don't, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Those I, are the ones where I'm like, absolutely not. Or, or you know, I, I haven't watched the last episode of, of Walking Dead. So I'd be like, oh my God, please don't spoil yeah, that. I, but most, I, most of the time I don't care. I'm so far behind on Walking Dead. Do not spoil yeah, anything. I, I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this this season at all. I mean, I, I'm just I'm at the point where I'm like, nah, I'm just going to wait for Netflix. No, um, definitely Legends of Tomorrow is definitely getting better. Yeah. Um, one that I had trouble with was uh, Jessica Jones. Hmm. Um, I only watched like two episodes. Um, and I know David Tennant's in it, and he's supposed to be amazing in this, but I cannot get over because it's not very superhero-y. I mean, yeah, she's mm-hmm. super strong, but she's also a drunk and It's know. very cerebral. Yeah. Uh, which yes. isn't bad. Um but you kind of almost have to 
be in the mood to to watch something like that. Yeah. You know? And usually when I'm doing this, it's like I'm trying to wind down from work. And, yeah. So you know, I watch The Punisher to wind down. Well, because I can turn my brain off, and it's just like, all right, he's beating the shit out of that guy. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's not much to get there. He's True. angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but Jessica Jones, it's like if I have to do any kind of thinking, I want to be wide awake, and I want to be in a place where I can just sit down and binge watch it. Because th- that's my thing, is I, I don't like to watch single episodes anymore. It's like... I have to watch like five or six at a time. We, we've been we've been spoiled as a as a society, and unfortunately, I think it results in us losing um, shows because I think that's why we're not going to do. Among other reasons, that's why we're not going to get any more Agent Carter. Is that official that they canceled it? Um, that's the rumor I have heard. I don't know that it's official official, but I think she's got her another pilot that she's going to be working yeah. on that's not Marvel related. So that was kind of the first nail in the coffin. But the fact that the viewership was down on this season, and I th- I only think it was because people were like, well, I'll just wait until it comes out on Netflix and watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah and I think I also heard a rumor that they are going to continue with Agent Carter, but it's going to become a Netflix show. So that hmm. they'll release the whole season in one go, and I'd be okay. Yeah, I'd be absolutely. Okay with that too. That's what I'm doing with Agent Carter season <laughs> two. <laughs> and I liked, I liked this season. It was really good. It's, it's, it's a fun, different. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one I watched with my older son, and it, it's, it's great. I mean, it's a great show. Well, I like the whole like noir feel to it. It's, right. It feels very like. 1940s well it is 1940s but yeah. it has that you know that that oh that juicy feel of like old timey detective work yeah and yeah i love like the old film noirs like you know casablanca and all that it and that's how it feels to me and i love it except it's in color which is amazing right, right. <laughs> and she pulls off the role of agent carter just that kick-ass like woman in oh, in, yeah. a, in a time where women aren't supposed to be kick-ass. She pulls it off so damn well. It, it's just... Uh. And, and who doesn't love Jarvis? Oh, God. oh, he's great. And I loved Mrs. Jarvis. Oh, you haven't seen this season. Oh, no, thanks. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler because I won't tell you how... I, I won't tell you why she's amazing, but she's amazing. Yeah, she is. She's and, really cool. And, I, you know, I feel like, you know, being that we're talking about Agent Carter possibly being canceled, I feel like we have to talk about Constant. I am so damaged by that show I'm, being canceled. So am I. I. I feel about as damaged as I felt when Firefly was canceled. Mm-hmm. Even though I saw Firefly way later on, like after I watched Firefly all the way through, I'm like, you, wh- why? <laughs> why is there not more? Why of is there not more? I don't understand. You know. And then they gave us Serenity the movie, and it's like, uh, I still want more. There more. <laughs> you know. And, and that's well, well, and that's the same with with Constantine. For have you guys seen Alphas? No. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen the last episode because it got canceled on a cliffhanger at the end of season two. <gasps> oh um, my god! Yeah. They, oh, so, so I knowing this, I started watching it, going, well, I, it was one of those times I was looking for something to watch. You know, my my husband was out of town or something. I'm like, I'll just do something I know he's not going to want to watch. It is so phenomenal. It's basically kind of realistic X-Men. Nice. Huh. And um, they have this character that is basically autistic but you know how sometimes um people with autism will have kind of a a hand twitch that they do Mm -hmm. well he does that but what he's doing is he can see the entire electromagnetic field and so he can pick up like radio waves and tv waves and everything else so he's like scanning through the internet because he sees it like 
a hologram in front of him and the rest of the people don't see. So when you see him doing the Twitch, that's what he's doing. He's like scrolling through online data and stuff. And it's he's such a great character. And then you've got um, a guy who's the big muscle strong guy. And it's basically um, he can cause adrenaline rushes. So the the. The powers are all kind of based on things that scientifically sort of really could happen. That's that awesome. That's freaking rad. Joe, but it's all it's all very much the idea of the X-Men, you know, the whole mutants being hunted and trying to find a place in the world because people with superpowers are not the, the alphas are are being, you know, hunted and discriminated against and society doesn't accept them and it's a phenomenal show. And they canceled it after. I, I hate that. <laughs> on a cliffhanger. <laughs> now, Joe, I have to ask you a question. Are you watching The Librarians on TNT? Short answer, no. Long answer, I want to, <laughs> but my husband won't do it. Oh, my God. And, that is a show that he would get I, into. Exactly. And uh, one of my previous guests, uh, Jeannie Koch, um, said that that would be the perfect series for him. I just have to trick him into it, and I don't know how to do it yet. Did he, was he a fan of Warehouse 13? No. Really? Yeah. No. I've heard great things about Warehouse 13. Warehouse 13 so, is phenomenal. Yeah. Is it still yeah. going? No, they canceled it. Oh, okay. But uh, Librarians is is very much like Warehouse 13, where they're searching for the magical artifact of the day, uh, or I'm sorry, of the week. But um, there's also a subplot and, um, you know, a villain that spans a story arc, uh, like uh, season two was Prospero from Shakespeare. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and season one was, um, I don't want to say it because it'll be spoilery, but um, <laughs> John Larroquette's in it. He's amazing in it. Uh, Noah Wiley makes appearances. Uh, Rebecca Romaine is in it. That's a great cast. Oh, yeah. And then they've got uh, three relative unknowns. Um, they have uh, this Aussie guy. Uh, his name is John Kim, who is, he plays this thief scoundrel that is just hysterical to watch and then they have you know a scholar and a mathematician and it's it's an amazing cast an amazing show it doesn't take itself very seriously um and there's i i just have to tell you this one part because this one part will alone will make you want to watch it in the library they have a room of time travel artifacts guess what they did they have you know, H.G. Wells's time machine. They have the TARDIS. They have the time-traveling DeLorean. That is awesome. That's There's awesome. all sorts of nods to pop, to pop culture in this show that are really, really well done. And it's not like, hey, look, we've got the TARDIS. It's like you see a corner of the TARDIS, and it's covered by a sheet. Oh, that's cool. Nice. And it's it's... It's so well done. I highly recommend you go and watch it, even if you have to watch it without your husband. Go do it. <laughs> that, that list is getting too long. <laughs> here's, here's my problem. I have a friend who's a director on a show, but um, he will sit and talk to my husband about the art direction on shows because my husband's the one that will sit there and go, that's not New York. That's a backlog. That's not Portland. That's Vancouver. That like. <laughs> The other night he stopped on, we were watching Arrow. He must have paused the TV three different times to try and figure out what city the establishing oh shot was. Oh, that would drive me nuts. Right? <laughs> oh, it does. It just drives me crazy. But um, if there's anything in it that takes him out of the realistic, like he, he can buy, um, you know, it, if it breaks the realism of the show, he can't watch it. 
And so that's where I run into trouble because some of these shows can be very cheesy and they skip over some of the stuff that makes sense just to get the story further along. They're like, don't worry about this. <laughs> Ignore this. We just need to tell a story. So we're going to skip that. And we're going to get through this. And if it happens, then it's just like, oh, I don't want this. Anymore. Librarians really isn't like that. I promise you. And all the places they go are completely fictitious. So he won't get hung up on that. So then what I will do is I will <laughs> one more person to the list of people who recommend this as something that he specifically will enjoy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's one of those, it's, you can kind of turn your brain off and just sit back and enjoy because it is kind of silly and um and fun and it talks about bringing magic back into the world and it seriously it's an amazing cast it's an amazing show it's very well written and i'm surprised it's on team there's a lot of stuff on on kind of those basic cable channels that are it's doing really well have you seen um full frontal with samantha b i have not it's on tbs what? and it is phenomenal was she the girl that was on uh the daily show Yes. Okay, I see. I've seen bits and pieces of it then. Do you like um, the John Oliver? Oh, uh, last, night, last tonight? night, Oh, my God, that show yeah. is amazing. Okay, it's that, but angrier. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's phenomenal. She's like, cause th those two, I think non-comic book TV shows, my two favorite shows right now are John Oliver and Samantha Bees. Oh, I I'm going to have to check it out now, because... I love John Oliver. He's phenomenal. He's he's incredible. Like I, there's so much good TV out there right now. <laughs> you know, I just had a thought because um, I've been actually going back and watching this. Um, John Oliver really reminds me, or his show really reminds me of a show that was on in the early 2000s, um, Penn and Teller's Bullshit. Yes, and it's it's amazing. I remember that. That ruined uh, recycling for me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to that episode. Yeah, every time, every time my husband's like, "We have to recycle this," I'm like, "Man, you know that really doesn't do anything." <laughs> Penn and Teller said so. <laughs> Penn and Teller said so. Um, I'd say probably back to the superhero television. I I am still a proponent of Marvel Agents of Shield. I know a lot of people are not fans. Love that show. I I love it, but I'm like behind an entire season. Yeah, I'm 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 about a few episodes behind. Since they came back from break, I haven't I've I've only won, like one episode. I feel like the first season they needed Captain America to kickstart them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then, yeah, and then once that happened, they 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 slow down until another movie happens, and they get a little kickstart, and then they slow down and get a kickstart. But now I think that they're bringing more um, superpowers into it, making it really more comic booky. Yeah, um, it's really kind of found its uh, its footing, and they're going to be releasing another series with. Uh, Bobby and Hunter, really? uh, Marvel's Most Wanted. Yeah. Now, is that going to be on Netflix or is that going to be on ABC as well? No, I think it's going to be on ABC. Oh, okay. Hmm. And people are a little worried because, um, you know, they're like, well, if it doesn't do well, are we going to lose those two characters from from TV? Right. Yeah. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I saw uh, Bobby pull out the the Mockingbird batons in her episode <laughs> yeah. i was just like oh my god do you know who that is which of course my husband did not but i was like freaking out uh, my my roommates often hear me screaming at my television for moments like that it's like <laughs> oh my god it's this person oh my god do you even know and they're like who are you talking to slash yelling at it's like uh, don't mind me that was me when uh that was do you watch doctor who at all um, I'm, I'm now that, uh, now that it's coming back on, well, hold on. I, I tried 
to watch it a couple of times, not realizing that the first couple of episodes from Rose until a little later on in the, the rebooted yeah. first season yeah. um, are just, you know, canonically accepted as bad episodes. <laughs> like, oh. like the production value and everything else, people are kind of like, you know, yeah, don't Last judge the entire series by these first few episodes because you can once you get past a certain point, it becomes good. And then it gets bad when you get Stephen Moffat heading up the show, <laughs> which I've I've heard a lot of people complaining about. So then um, Kevin and Kelly from the WEC podcast started doing um, WEC Whovians, where they review the different shows. Right. And they I'd seen the first three episodes, and they covered the first three episodes, right. and I was like, okay, they're pointing out a lot of the stuff I didn't like. Yeah. So maybe I'll give it another try. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I decided to do that, they took it off now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's on Amazon It's on now, Amazon though. Prime, yeah. It just came on, what, four or five days yeah, ago? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So that is one of my goals over this. Now, I've got too many goals this week. <laughs> All I have to say is when they reveal who the face of Bo is... You will scream. You will scream. <laughs> it's... it's I, I, not, e- not even the cast, I mean, realized that, that who the face of Bo was until I think that episode they read the script over before they actually started filming it and they both like were screaming and like, Oh my God. Like, I mean, it's, it was one of those things where I was like, did he just, and I like rewound it and like played that same scene over again. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And if anything, watch, watch Dr. Who for John Barrowman, because he's been more Barrowman than in Dr. Who. I forget how awesome he is until um, I was listening to the wet podcast about, um, the review they were reviewing um the empty child episode when john barrowman first came on and i was like oh I, I started remembering all this stuff that he did i was like oh my god he was awesome oh yeah i, I mean i always liked him but i mean he was just so barrowman <laughs> well he's such a phenomenal actor uh, i'm a big theater geek and he's you know big musical performer right yeah um I can't stand his character on Arrow. <laughs> I hate Malcolm Merlin. You're Every supposed time I see <laughs> What about not, it? But not just in the I hate him because he's a bad guy. I just don't like the character. Like the character annoys me more than make me like a, a villain like that you should be angry at and you should be like, How dare you foul villain, you know? But no, I'm just like, Oh god, do we have to watch your character again in this episode? Like I can't That's stand him on <laughs> And I don't, th- and it's not him. It's nothing against him. I just don't like the character. He's just so, like, he's sleazy and and self-purposed to such a point that you can't you can't go, wow, he's cool because he's not. He's just like, oh, I can't stand well, see, that. Character. I think that's what's great about his character is because it's so not typical John Barrowman, and yeah. he plays it so well. Yeah, yeah. Again, it has nothing to do with like like the character that because I think John Barrowman can be whatever he wants. I don't physically like the Malcolm Merlin character. Like yeah. the, it, there are so many other bad like Damien Dark's just a creepy oh, bad he's, he's awesome. And yeah. He's played by the same guy from Band of Brothers and I love it. Yeah, and um what are what are some of the other big bads out there that are just from I mean a lot of, I know I didn't have this experience but a lot of people had issues with David Tennant as um the purple man, Kilgrave. Yeah. And 
you know, but that that's a compelling villain. Fisk is a compelling villain. Oh my god. Wilson Fisk is oh probably one of my favorite villains He's now amazing. because yeah. of uh Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yeah. Malcolm Merlin's just kind of a twerp. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, dude, get over yourself. Like you're biting yourself in the butt more than you're helping. Like it doesn't, you're not doing anything to help anybody, including yourself. Well, I think he's gotten so, more so ever since he lost his hand. Okay. So I'm one episode behind and I do agree that, that the, um, that the last couple episodes he's been in have been better. Um, his whole fight with Thea though, where she's just like, you know, I denounce you. This is terrible. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And then he goes off on her, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you just kidnapped a kid. <laughs> no, no, no. But see, that's what's great about him is that he he's he's one of those characters that comes from you know affluence, and as a result, I mean, he doesn't think twice about you know kidnapping a kid and thinking, oh, that's wrong. It's just you know the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, that's one of the things I like about his character is that he's so oblivious to right and wrong that he's just like, yeah, why not? I'll kidnap a kid. So speaking of performances and things that were not like it, I just threw in – it came to me while we were talking about uh, – I think when we mentioned um, Wentworth Miller. I remember this article on grunge.com, which is not so super actors who are ruining superhero shows, and I thought I would – Throw this out here and see if you guys agree with any of these. Um, this came out before Daredevil 2, so I think it's a lot better this season. But they, they um, one of the ones that they mentioned was uh, the guy who plays uh, Foggy on Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that uh, even though it was one of the best superhero shows on television, uh, what did they say? They just said that he was just kind of didn't seem like he was doing much for the show. I I feel like he's done a lot better this season, but I will agree that first season, I really didn't like any of the Foggy scenes. No, even in season two, I didn't care much for for Foggy because he's kind of, he's kind of the Luke Skywalker, you know, he he does, (laughs) he does a really good job. He's a really good person, but he's a whiny little bitch and it's annoying. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think Foggy's a lot better this season than he definitely. was last season. Um, he's definitely a lot more tol- tolerable and palatable. But I mean, he's he's he, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he's the whiny guy that's just like, ugh, just go away, just go away. And I kind of feel bad for hating him because the actor <laughs> that plays him was in the Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> um, for Arrow, they mentioned uh, Paul Blackthorne, who plays uh, I, Detective I Lance. completely disagree with you there. I love Paul Blackthorne. Even, I, even Is that love, because you have a man crush on him? No, no, no. I have a man crush on Grant Gustin. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's yummy. <laughs> but um, no, uh, Paul Blackthorne, I've loved him as an actor yeah. since uh dresden files right on sci-fi right i love dresden that's another series that should have stuck around and was no it really wait. shouldn't have because i've, <laughs> yeah. I've read the books the books are like <laughs> phenomenally better the books are so much better but at least it was something <laughs> that's true but they're actually um i just recently saw an interview with jim butcher um, who said that the rights are back up and he has a uh, a production house that's very interested in doing uh, Dresden Files in the style of Game of Thrones. 
Oh, that would be phenomenal. Yes. So uh, hmm. we have to wait and see. But anyway, but no, Paul Blackthorne is <laughs> no, he's amazing. I love him as Captain Lance because he's he's the straight man. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. the you know he's the guy that has you know. He's not the zany, you know, he's the guy that looks around and goes, do you realize how ridiculous you people are? You know, that's and I think that's kind of an important role for him because he's he's kind of like anchoring it into reality when all this crazy shit's happening around him. Well, and again, he like he's I could say maybe a season or two ago, I would have agreed with this. I think this season I really am enjoying his character quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got a little bit more depth. I think it was just. After a while, the the angst of I hate your organization, I don't hate your organization, I hate like it's kind of like you're, you're coming off as a teenage girl <laughs> who cannot who cannot make up her mind which clique she wants to hang out in. But when you think about it, um, he lost his daughter several times. You know that's yes. got that's got to fuck with you emotionally and turn you into a teenage girl. You know, so it's, he had good reasons for being wishy-washy about things yeah but then again when when and i and i i understand where the character was going but i didn't want to watch the laurel um detective lance scenes when the whole sarah stuff was going on like a it was uncomfortable and b there was so much scenery chewing in those episodes (laughs) where it's just like they're like over dramatic over the top oh yeah uh for legends of tomorrow they listed uh wentworth miller yeah, it's getting better, but yes, his his role in Legends of Tomorrow is getting better. But... Um, did you guys watch Heroes Reborn? I did. Yeah. No way in hell that show <laughs> burned me. Uh, um, the entire cast. I mean, <laughs> well, no, they they pointed out. Now again, I didn't see the last three episodes. They're still TiVo. Um, they said Zachary Levi, who played the um the pyrotechnic guy who had the the son. Yeah, yeah, he was he was annoying. Uh, Not Chuck. Yeah, he was he was annoying. The, the other one who I thought was annoying too. Well, I just thought that whole portion of Heroes Reborn was annoying. Was the uh, Katana Girl? Mm-hmm. I, I I I I was really enjoying. My my older son and I were watching. We watched all of Heroes Reborn, and uh, I was re- I personally was really enjoying Heroes Reborn, thinking, "Oh man, they're gonna this is gonna revitalize Heroes." And then Katana mm-hmm. Girl, the whole story arc came out. <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, there goes that series. That's not that's yeah. not coming back." No, yeah, they've they've struggled. Yeah. Like I I feel bad because the original Heroes, I think the problem with that was it was during the the writer strike. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't the same after the strike. Like the first. No. I think the first two seasons were really good, and then the writer strike came, and it seemed like they that's when they correct me if I'm wrong, but that's when they introduced like new characters just out of the blue. Like you had mm-hmm. no idea where these new characters were, and then I think it wasn't until season four where they started integrating them a little bit, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" And what was really sad about Heroes to me was, you know, the last season it was just starting to get good again, and then they pulled the plug, and it's like, oh. You know, I am grateful for the first season of Heroes because that I, I agree with you guys, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, you had Siler. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. That, it, so great. Zachary oh, yeah. Quinto is an amazing actor, yeah. and it's because of that first season of Heroes that we get to see him as you know Spock or right. you know mm-hmm. any other role that he's played. I really feel like that kickstarted his career, yeah. um, you know. And I was a huge fan of Hero, you know. Yatta! 
you know, so, <laughs> you know, I loved the first season, but the second season just got kind of like meh. And then like towards the end there, it was just like, this is not even watchable. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't want to get burned again. So I didn't watch Heroes Reborn. And from what I hear, it's good that I didn't. <laughs> It had moments. It had yeah. moments, but and again, I didn't finish it, and I'm not like jumping at the chance to. I will eventually when there's nothing else on, which won't be for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't um, bad, but yeah, it's. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad it's not coming back. You'll you'll find out why if you haven't already. <laughs> uh, for Supergirl, they listed Peter uh, Fascinelli, who's um, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, but he's become less and less um, on the show. Like they don't deal with him as much, so I, I you know, <laughs> maybe because of the it, it might be, but I think it was a good choice because ever since you know they fo- stopped focusing on him as like this Lex Luthor type character, mm-hmm. the show has gotten infinitely better, and they're focused, and it's not doing the whole monster of the week thing. It actually has a story arc now, um, and you know I don't know how far behind you are on Supergirl, but there was a pretty big reveal. And ever since then, I think it's just been banging on all cylinders. Was it the reveal about um, the the general's secret identity and why his eyes are always growing, glowing? Yes. Red? Yes, yes. I've okay. So I can say that he's Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yes, which most people who are on the, the fringe of geekdom and haven't like dived – like I still can't convince my husband that he's part of the Justice League <laughs> because oh. – um, because as far as he's concerned, the the Justice League is only made up of the Super Friends, and not only the Super Friends, but just the four of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Aquaman. Oh my God! Well, at least he's throwing Aquaman above. Yeah, right. Yeah, Aquaman is so yeah. underrated. But I don't think I don't think in the new Fifty Two. I mean, I have three of the Justice League trades here. I don't think Martian Manhunter's in any of them. He's not. Oh man, that means that we're definitely not getting him in the Justice movie then. Damn well, it. why do you think he's no. on Supergirl? Right. Yeah. We have one of the best Barry Allen's <clears throat> ever. Right. And in Grant Gustin, and they cast Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Manbun himself. Uh, <laughs> that's like casting Kylo Ren as the Flash. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the, I this one I don't agree with as much. Maybe you guys will. Um, Candace Patton in the Flash, who plays Iris, she is a bit of a damsel in distress, but her character has gotten a lot. Yeah, better. she's getting a lot better this season. Last season, her the first season, she was pretty annoying. Um, this season's <laughs> when we went to WonderCon, not this past one, but the oh one before God. that, we got to see the Flash panel, and they had which was awesome. It was awesome. They had uh, um, the guy that plays Cisco Ramon. And the girl that plays mm. Caitlin Snow, and then they also had Iris. And I looked over at Philippe at one point, and I was like, "I'm really happy that I got to see Cisco and Caitlin Snow. I could give two shits about Iris." And then it just <laughs> like right after that, her character started becoming more prevalent, more likable. And yeah, yeah. Now it's like I actually care about her. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big believer that the secret identity trope is just needs to go away. Like yeah. I don't know that there's anything else we can do with secret identity, and I think I think there's only so much that character character can do when she's in the dark about who the Flash is. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are some characters that's like, okay, you definitely need to keep your secret identity, but you know, when they're when they're big and bold about, oh, I've got to keep my secret identity secret, and they're telling everybody and their brother, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit with. Um, this season and uh, I forget the character's name and spoilers if you're 
not caught up on the flash, but the the guy that Barry was dating or the girl that Barry was dating. Oh, um, um yeah, what's her face? She left to become a CSI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and that was again, it was kind of like, why aren't you just telling her? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that like, that made me so her? mad. That could have solved all of the relationship problems if he had just said, <laughs> I'm the Flash. But no, he had to be a whiny little bitch about it and create this emotional tension. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that show is um, aggravating, but it's so good. <laughs> on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they mention uh, Brett Dalton, who plays Ward. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I really wish he'd go away, but like I said, I'm not caught up. Yeah, yeah, no, he's um, yeah. In in this season, it's it's even more so, where you're just like, God, just just go away, just please yeah, go no away. Just, and he just <laughs> keeps hanging on. They just find a way to like keep him on there, and it's like, oh, just go away. It's like the that leftovers in the Tupperware in the back of your fridge. Right? It's like it's reached that point where it's so moldy, you yeah. don't want to open it to yeah, empty yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. you don't want to throw it away for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. He's a good he's a good looking guy, and I'm sure he's a very nice guy to work with, but oh my god, just... <sighs> well, again, I don't know how much of it would be the actor, and how much of it just the character is... Yeah. There's just nothing positive about... Like, there's no. nothing compelling about the character. Yeah. I just don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys watch Gotham? I do. I do, but I'm so far behind on it. It's one of those shows I've kind of let slip. Um, they they talk about um, Gordon and Ben, ben McKenzie. They just yeah, they don't like He's him. The whole reason for the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the writer of this article does not. That agree. is hilarious. The writer of that article is stupid. They need to get rid of freaking Barbara Keene is who they need to get rid of. Yeah, and I really wish they would have kept Cameron Monaghan because he was such a great character. Cameron Monaghan, remind me. He was the one that everybody thought was the Joker. Oh, oh yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, seriously. That's so amazing. Yes. Honestly, if they're going to get rid of anybody, I'd rather they get rid of the Bruce Wayne kid. Get rid of him, <laughs> make it all about Alfred Pennyworth. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, he's a badass in Gotham. Yeah, he is, he is. But like I said, I'm not caught up on Gotham, so my opinion, I do reserve the right to change. Well, I honestly, I don't think I've seen past the first half of the first episode. I, I think I... <laughs> wow! I know... <laughs> I well the first yeah I I saw maybe the first half of the first episode it gets so much um, better yeah it really well I heard a lot of it on on the average geek when you guys were were talking about it and so I just kind of absorbed story through that <laughs> yeah um, no it, it really does get better I mean especially this season and, um, is a really good and I'm looking forward to next season because they announced that Jada Pinkett Smith is coming back ooh and yeah. you know I I'm I'm one of those people that. Um, like that family be crazy, but she's an amazing actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she really is. She really, really is. Um, but that's it. That that was that article. I thought it was kind of a fun thing to throw in there as just kind of a discussion point to uh, to what was going on in in superhero television. Anything that we haven't covered that you guys want to spotlight or talk about? Not really. I think no. you, I think you touched it on on it all. Yeah. Awesome. So that's it. So if you're uh, out there listening and you want to weigh in on on our very strong opinions one way or another about some of these characters and shows, uh, please please let us know. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs? Anybody out there as we start to wrap up? Uh, just to our nerd overlords, uh, you know, we really appreciate everybody that follows our show and allows us to do what we do. 
even if there's only five of them. <laughs> we're a very special five. Absolutely. You're very I'm near and dear myself to my heart. In that five. Um, for me, uh, you know, my wife and kids, uh, my wife for letting us do this every other week in our uh, little tiny office that Brian feels claustrophobic in. Well, now I feel bad for not thanking Rachel. <laughs> um, you know, and even though they don't, they don't listen to our show or anything that we're on, you know, very uh, shout out to all of them, uh, to my wife and to my sons, even though the littlest one doesn't listen to anything but uh, Muppets and Disney stuff. Um, uh, don't forget Star Wars Clone Wars. And Star Wars Clone Wars, he does enjoy that. Um, and of course, like Ryan said to our nerd overlords out there, uh, all five of you, um, you know, we really appreciate, um, all the love and support that all our listeners have been giving and all our future listeners hopefully have, uh, uh, or will be giving us. It's been a great journey so far. Absolutely. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, maybe the world. <laughs> hey, the world is not enough. That's true. James Bondra. <laughs> God. Plus, if you ruled the world, that sounds like a big job. Sounds I know, tiring. right? That's why you have minions. <laughs> mm, Little yellow yeah. ones? No, no, just minions in general. Oh, okay. So I can sit on my throne and eat grapes all day. And... I, I kind of want the little yellow ones. Okay, you can have them. Okay, okay we're getting we're getting distracted. <laughs> sorry, <here>. sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, I just want to send a shout out to um to the people that have been uh, weighing in on Twitter this week. Uh, there's been some nice conversations about Batman versus Superman after our our episode with Ray uh, last week. So so thank you for weighing in on that. Um, also, uh, shout out to you guys, because uh, I, I was really excited when we uh, realized that we could do this and, and have you guys on the show. Oh, so thank you. And shout out to you for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, thank Joe, you. for having us on. It's, uh, you know, I think we touched base on Twitter. I mean, I think we friended each other on Twitter, like, I don't know, maybe months ago or something, and we just never really mm-hmm. connected. And, um, you know, but obviously we uh, listen to each other's podcasts, <laughs> but... <laughs> but um, but it, it's been really great to be on the show, and you know we uh, definitely want to have you on our show in the near future. Um, oh, that would be so, awesome! But yeah, thanks for thanks for this. This has been great. Yeah, we'll have you on our show, but just realize we're not as organized as you. I was, <laughs> I was very impressed with your, I know, your I show was topics. Like, I, I'm like, wow, that's all outlined. I know. Everything. I was like. Damn, I'm very envious of this. <laughs> yeah, usually it's, it's like just, we sit down at the table. It's like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, let's talk about Arrow. <laughs> yeah, today's show is seriously like Friday. I was like, dude, Brian, I haven't watched all of I haven't watched all of Daredevil. What are we gonna do? He's like, how about we talk about Power Nap? I'm like, okay, I'll need to read it. <laughs> Fly by the seat of our pants and hope it works. Well, it's funny because I mean, really, all it is is I just I like make a copy of this week's show notes for next week and change everything. But sometimes I'll forget to change things. And so like when I had Kevin and Kelly on, Kevin sent me a thing goes, um, this says that we're going to be talking about geek romance. And I'm pretty sure that was the episode you did with Kelly Hightower. That's awesome. And I'm like, he goes, we could weigh in on it if you want, but not our expertise. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So next week, speaking of of shows and planning, uh, next week we're going to have Shannon Shea on. She is uh, with Maker Costume Con, which is a cosplay convention that's coming to Anaheim uh, this May. And that I'm actually, I actually have press credentials. Lucky. Crazy. Lucky. I know. Uh, So we're going to go and we're going to cover that. Me and uh, my friend Marcel Edwards 
uh, are going to uh, cover that for the weekend. And she's bringing her, I believe, 12-year-old daughter. Fine. Maybe a little younger than that, 10, 12, somewhere in there. No um, swearing on that and show. That's gonna be, no <laughs> swearing on that show. Um, she's going to be – it's going to be her first convention. Nice. So we're going to get – I'm going to get an article from me, an article from uh, Marcel, and an uh, article from Allie which is going to be kind of exciting to have, uh, you know, three different perspectives on a convention and especially a, a first convention for some. I think that's a, a cool thing. Absolutely. It's always fun so, to get the kids' perspective on the conventions because they're really what it's for, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I don't know about that because I'm one of the first people that shows up to, to conventions. <laughs> I'm like, what are all these children doing here? <laughs> Damn kids. <laughs> so that's coming up for us next week. What do you guys have coming up? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, well, normally around this time of year, we're gearing up for Comic-Con, but we've decided we're going to take a break from Comic-Con this year. Um, so I guess it's just more show, show planning. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've talked about doing another live event because uh, our first one, the Batman show, didn't go over quite as expected. But um, when we were st- at that time, we were still pretty uh, new yeah, I think we only had a few episodes under our belt, and we decided to do that. What uh, was that like, episode twelve, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think we're talking about doing another live show, and uh, this time I have a friend uh, at a comedy that uh, runs a comedy club, and he's invited us to come down because I guess they record podcasts there all the time. So, might be doing that. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes out for that. That's absolutely. Fun. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com, as well as iTunes and Stitcher, as well as Google Play. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. And don't forget to send in your letters about your geeky mothers or wives who are geeky mothers. And uh, gentlemen, where can we find you and the Average Geek Show? Well, our Average Geek Show is available on our website, averagegeekshow.com, or you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. And Google Play. Oh, and we're on Google Play. Hey, news to me. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Uh, But we also have a Facebook page where we do a lot of our discussion, and that's facebook.com backslash, or sorry, forward slash Average Geek Show Official. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at Average Geek Show, and on Instagram, if you like kind of nerdy memes, or uh, whenever we go out to Comic-Cons or whatnot, we'll take pictures uh, and stuff. So uh, you can follow us on Instagram, at Average Geek Show. And you should because they um, the stuff that goes up on the at least the average geek uh, Twitter um, I find hilarious. <laughs> and, thank, you. thank you. You guys sent me a, a, a meme of uh, Batman versus Superman, which <laughs> was very apropos. Wait, was, was it the Batman Superman kiss? No, 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 no. It no, was, I haven't seen that. Oh, which one? Which one was that, Joe? It was the. Uh... It was the the Are We Best Friends? Oh now? yes, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> your, your mom's Martha. My mom's Martha. <laughs> we best friends now. Yeah, you'll have to head over to the Facebook page. I posted one. Uh, it's basically Batman and Superman having an intimate moment while looking like they're going to kick each other's ass. <laughs> nice. Very nice. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you again thank for you. having us on your show. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. We yeah, absolutely. Do it, again. it was. Absolutely. And for those of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it 